The Witchuation Room is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Hello there, welcome to The Witchuation Room. We're reading The Last Wish, book one of The Witcher series by Andrzej Subkowski. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Meg Spartan. And today we're talking about the second two stories in The Last Wish, The Lesser Evil and A Question of Price. Previously, we met our valiant hero Geralt the Witcher. Okay, maybe valiant hero is a little strong. Jaded businessman just trying to get his damn job done. A grizzled monster hunter who's kind of over everyone's bullshit. Whatever, we find Geralt recovering from a wound and recounting his various exploits, from banging nuns to saving and or slaying monsters as the occasion demands. But it's hard to tell if he's actually good at this job, because it seems like he keeps getting his shit kicked in by every nasty creature he meets. But hey, he's still alive, and that's pretty good for a witcher, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So, the voice of reason, again. Uh, Which I, this is the the framing story. Yeah, so this is back in the present, I guess. Question mark? Yeah. Two knights show up at the Temple of Militale. Yeah, these uh, guys are just like henchmen, right? Yeah, sort of, but I guess they're on their own anyway. They're not, they're not really doing the, their hench lord's business. Yeah, they're trying to give Geralt the boot. Um, yeah, these guys are white rose knights, which means something. I don't know what that means. I guess they missed that story ten minutes ago where uh, the guy about the guys who tried to turn him out by force. Remember? Yeah, right. <laughs> and and he, he bisected them all. Yeah. Yep. But a lot of people seem to do that with Geralt, right? They they don't seem to realize that they're they're messing with a live tiger here. Yeah, yeah. They they they're trying to kick Geralt out of town, <laughs> and they're uh, they're really aggressive about it. They call him the Butcher of Blaviken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't know why that is yet. Yeah. But the nice priestess Nenica kind of tells him to piss off. My, it's my absolute favorite thing this entire time is that the younger one is kind of a fuckboy. Yeah. And like yeah. nobody is taking him seriously. <laughs> yeah, I, know, right? I delivered know. you, you shitty brat, and I pity your mother. And then like he throws his gauntlet to the ground to challenge Gerald. And he's like, pick up your shit. <laughs> yeah. You seem to have thrown some litter. Yeah. <laughs> Clean up after yourself on the way out. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. The, 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 this priestess lady is great. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she's. Uh, she seems to kind of have her own kind of clout in town just because like she's a benefactor and she's got a lot of like powerful friends and right. including the queen and she also kind of clots that these guys are on their own they, they work for the local lord but they're not doing this for the local lord there's some they're these white rose knights who just hate witchers I guess yeah they seem to be riding like a power trip in some kind of like shitty grudge but they're going straight to murder town as far as i can tell mm-hmm. yeah they they want to start trouble but uh, basically Geralt and nenica tell them to get stuffed yep yep and then we hear another story the lesser evil Geralt rolls into blaviken of which uh-huh. he will shortly be the butcher uh-huh <laughs> and he's got a donkey full of monster corpse i guess <laughs> it's funny because he's like he's just like fishing for a payout he's like I killed this monster. Yes. Does anyone want to pay me for is it? There, is yeah. there, you got a reward for it? Anybody got a reward? It's look at the monster. Yeah. Yeah. They, all, the, yeah they, they do look at the monster. Wow, look at that monster. But no, it, never heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's funny. The the local leader or whatever, the, what do they call Alderman. him? The Alderman. Yeah. Uh, he's like trying to chat up Gerald and Gerald, the, the Witcher is basically like, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Whatever you're saying is fine, but 
how about this? How about this monster? Yeah, what, what can you? What can we work out with this monster? Yeah, yeah. Whatever the things. Was, it was over on the fence, and the guy was like, "You know, people were disappearing on the fence." <laughs> yeah. That would totally make sense. See, this is the problem with doing this out of order. They hadn't even noticed they had a monster yet, you know. Yeah. And, and in this world, you know, people disappearing is not that big a deal, right? Like it happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. They talk about how it used to be such a peaceful neighborhood. Even imps only rarely pissed in the women's milk. Uh huh. Yeah. What? yeah. I, yeah. Is that a thing that happens? I, I mean, you know, this is a this is a this is a, a dark world where lots of things do shitty things, right? Is so it, does that, I is guess. that is that in their boobs? Oh, like, are they talking about mother's milk? Oh, oh, I don't know. Is that a thing they can do? So well, I mean, how would it, how, how would, is there a separate milk only for women versus like children and men? I guess uh, men don't drink milk. They drink beer. Oh, okay. okay. That's right. <laughs> but, but it's not the children's milk. Uh, no, just right. Yeah, mm-hmm. huh? That is a confusing thing to say. But Geralt yes. knows exactly. Either knows exactly what he's talking about, or doesn't care. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so yeah, the Witcher uh, not getting the payout is a little disappointed. But at least this guy is willing to put him up for the night, provided he tones down his Witcher antics, like throwing forks at rats in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's what he did last time around. <laughs> and he, the girl was like, "I thought it would be funny." And the guy's like, well, okay, it was super funny, but it really freaked everybody out, so just don't do it. <laughs> but uh, they decide before they throw the body in the cesspool, they're going to show it to a master, Arion. Yeah, the local wizard who pays people for weird shit, so, you know, hey, why not, right? Yeah, why not? You know, it's just, He's like, sometimes we fish stuff out of the thing and he wants it, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, sure, he might have a dialogue tree that you could walk your way through, Geralt. Yeah, yeah. Nerd. Uh, it seems like Geralt is often friends with... Like town mayor types or alderman types. Yeah. Like the nobles and stuff, Geralt kind of hates. But these like on the ground dudes who deal with the people all the time, they they really seem to like Geralt. I think it's kind of just part of his job, right? It kind of makes you sense. You gotta get those yeah. jobs from someone, otherwise you fucking don't get paid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 And these 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 are the people who would be most likely to deal directly with him, I suppose. It's you know? true. Yeah. And they know that he's the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> right. Dealt with them. They go to that wizard's tower, which is just this tower rising above a bunch of, above a bunch of slums. Yeah, it's like a nice tower, apparently. Yeah. He's, he's like, oh, someone renovated it. And they're like, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He built it. You know, he didn't hire any of us guys, but, you know, whatever. He's got, the, he's got magic. Yeah. Uh, the wizard Irian is not particularly welcoming, but he does uh, invite Geralt in when he hears who it is. Yeah, I, I liked how Alderman's attitude towards the wizard was... I don't know how to describe it. He's like, yeah, that's the wizard. He, he moved into town. We got a wizard now. It's pretty cool. Wizards go, right? It's fine. Yeah, he does wizard things, you know? It's just not that big a deal for him, right? Yeah. There was a talking, like, doorknob thing, which was very Disney-esque to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, a rude talking doorknob. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a jerk. Uh, the wizard does not care about the Kikimura at all. No. Sadly. I'm disinterested. So, yeah, into the cesspool with it. Yeah. Uh, and then inside the tower, it, Geralt goes in, and it's an idyllic cottage outdoors with a beautiful sun fixed in the sky uh-huh. uh, and a naked lady walking around handing out apples. Yeah, uh, which in case anyone's wondering, he does confirm that you can bone her. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Gerald says, maybe later. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then but, it gets real creepy, like Westworldy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But this is not the Wizardarian. Yeah, this is the wizard Stregobor. Yeah, who for some reason Gerald is familiar with. Right, yeah, they, I guess Stregobor ran him out of town a while ago, but Stregobor, you know, whatever, that's, that's just the thing wizards do, not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, so, so the, they have beef, but this wizard still has the nerve to ask Geralt for help with someone trying to kill him, mm-hmm. and Geralt is not impressed with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not interested. Yep. The, the wizard gives kind of a nice speech here. 
because the, the Strykobor tells Geralt that he's facing death, he's being hunted. Geralt gives a nice speech about it, like the wizard says, my facing death doesn't impress you much, does it? And Geralt says, Strykobor, that's the way of the world. One sees all sorts of things when one travels. Two peasants kill each other over a field which the following day will be trampled flat by two counts and their retinues trying to kill each other off. Men hang from trees at the roadsides, brigands slash merchants' throats. At every step in town, you trip over corpses in the gutters. In palaces, they stab at each other with daggers, and somebody falls on the table at a banquet every minute blue from poisoning. I'm used to it. <laughs> what kind of world is this? Yeah, is this true? Yeah. I, I mean, remember, a bunch of people from this village disappeared and nobody thought anything of it. But at every banquet? At every ba- I would stop going to banquets after the third one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the, you know, it's just like, it's just... Part, you just accept it, right? It's part of the entertainment. I kind of think that this is not true, that this is just how Geralt sees the world. Yeah. You know, this is just sort of a defense mechanism, right? He doesn't want to connect with people, and so he he, he pretends to view the world like this. That makes sense. I mean, he, he also sees probably a lot of the worst of the world being someone who hunts monsters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But we talked to that alderman guy. He, he probably didn't poison anybody. He probably didn't kill anybody, right? Probably. Like, most of the normies we meet are not murderers, despite what Geralt says here. Yeah. But Stregobor decides to tell Geralt his story anyway, why he's being hunted by a horrible fiend. Yeah. Uh, Stregobor starts talking about the Curse of the Black Sun, which apparently was a, a predicted eclipse uh, that was predicted by a mad wizard that said that all the girls born after this eclipse were going to be evil in some way, and so all the wizards banded together to persecute those, those girls. And the wizard tells this in the sense like, yeah, we did what needed to be done because those girls were evil. Yeah. And Carol's like, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> They're just girls, right? Also, that prophecy didn't even rhyme. <laughs> as as Geralt points out. I know, right? It's not even a very good prophecy. Yeah. And uh, Geralt says it's all bunk. It was just a normal old eclipse and that the wizards are doing this because they're messing with politics because that's yeah. what they like to do. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Even though the wizard claims that they did autopsies of all these crazy women and they had gross alien stuff inside. Right. Weird organs, organs in weird places, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So I kind of I kind of like this because there's there's two sides of this debate they're having, right? The wizard, and I think they're both wrong, right? Yeah. The wizard is clearly hunting down these girls and dissecting them and vivisecting one of them is not the good thing to do. Mm-mm. But also, Geralt is way too cynical about this, right? There's, there's something there that all these, these 60 prophesied girls that were born in the eclipse ended up badly in some way. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean the, uh, Geralt makes the very good point that yet, yet some of these people do end up being evil, but lots of people end up being evil in this world. So it's, like, it's also kind of like, yeah, you know, this yeah, is right. the world they live in, right? And I, I feel like, what do you guys think? I felt like this was not very conclusive about who was right about this. No, oh, I no. think it was deliberately left Kind yeah. of and I think that's actually the theme of this story in a way, because you know, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it more later. But like, as when he meets Shrike, uh, it's it's very much kind of like in, in, inconclusive. I would say. I mean, she mm-hmm. literally has two different names. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That's true. Yeah, Shrike is what she's known as because they say she's done these horrible things. But is it true? It's hard yeah. to say. Anyway, the wizards have been tracking down the girls, and because they got a lot of flack for cutting them up. They've been just imprisoning them in towers, yeah. <laughs> uh, which created a fad for princes to go rescue the girls in the towers, and, and you could feel the wizard like rolling his eyes about that. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. yeah, like this this whole conversation is very tongue in cheek. I really appreciated it. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
And uh, the wizard said, well, you deal with mutants too sometimes, but Geralt feels that he's a lot more humane about it. He probably is, maybe, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe ask questions more often? Probably. Or, I mean, we've seen how he, he works, right? Or Yeah, well, as, as happens in this story, he has sex with them first. Sometimes. <laughs> you know, if they're hot. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of this leads up to the story of Snow White. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. And well, it's, it's, it's a little bit of like Sleeping Beauty slash, slash Snow White, right? Was like, it, Snow White was the one with the mirror. I'm yeah. Sure. Yes. He's the fairest one of all. But there's also that he turned her to stone and then someone came along and unstoned her. That wasn't Snow White, was it? Uh, no, you're right. But Snow White ate the apple, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, the and poison the, apple. the prince like sucked it out of her mouth with one of his sucking prince kisses. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's Snow White. There's there's this one stepmother, which the wizard presents as not evil, right. uh, who gets a prophecy from uh, a magic mirror about the daughters, uh, about her daughter being you know a source of evil and bloodshed. Uh, and I like Geralt's line, like ah, that's one of uh, Nahalian's mirrors. All Nahalian's mirrors are polite or broken. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But the princess escaped the murder plot and took up with seven gnomes and became a bandit. And uh, Geralt is just thoroughly cynical through this whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, so it's just politics. You got, invo- you got involved in politics. The stepmother wanted to kill her, the daughter because of the heir. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then the princess, Renfri, kills everyone. Yeah, the, uh, the, the queen, the, the king. Yeah. The, uh, her, her brother. Her brother, yeah. He goes t- missing. tries yeah. to kill the, the Stregobor. They, they tangle with each other a bit and Stregobor flees. Uh, but Renfri is after her. And she's a terrifying bandit called the Shrike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but Geralt is like, you know, this sounds like bullshit human drama to me. Yeah. 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 So he, yeah. you know. So Stregobor wants Geralt to kill Renfri. And Geralt is like, I don't kill people for money. Like, even if I bought into your stupid story, I don't kill people for money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he pisses off. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And Stregobor tells him, and this is the theme of the story, that he should choose the lesser evil. And Geralt says, no, I'm not going to choose. Like, if that's the choice, then I'm just not going to choose. That's my philosophy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Then, uh, back at the inn, despite what Carol said, uh, he and the aldermen are searching for Renfri. Because uh, they, they know she's in town. The wizard said she was in town. Yep. Uh, and he finds her six guys who are all really interesting dudes. Yeah. They are. Uh, with the, interesting names. Yeah, there's like a twin. There's twins. There's like a huge guy with no shirt. There's yeah, like named 15. 15. There's like a half-elf dude who's like a, a murderer guy. And yeah. then like the leader guy. These are really entertaining dudes for the next 10 pages. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, well, and as if to foreshadow that, the first thing they do is try and like start some shit with Geralt, right? Right, yeah, this seems to happen to him a lot. Yeah, like, is this every time he goes into a tavern? I yeah. wonder, right? No wonder he's so hard to provoke, because this happens every, every yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, they, they try and start a fight with him, they try to provoke him, they insult his mother. Uh, they call him a motherless bastard, which actually seems to get to him, you know, because yeah, he's a little does. sensitive about his upbringing. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, it's interesting that there's six of them, and Renfri makes seven, because it was it, Renfri was Snow White and the seven dwarves, although they were gnomes here. Yeah. And there's seven of them here. That feels like a weird overlap, right? That there's yeah. seven, there, seven sure. here. I was yeah. wondering about that. Yeah. That I don't understand if that that's a point to seven it. Seven might be a magic number or something, you know, like yeah. a popular fairy tale number. But before it goes down, uh, Renfrey shows up, and she is super amazing and cool, and Geralt is way into her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's funny. She like she is very upfront about the fact she's intending to kill Stregobor, but yeah. you know, she's also saying, like, hey, I'm not trying to involve anyone else in this either, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, Geralt and the aldermen, they try and warn her off, but she's got a note from the lord? 
the local lord saying, you know, like a, a hall pass, she can, you know, don't mess with her? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because she's married to him. I that, that was part of the story. Is uh, Oh, is that who that yeah, is? Yeah, that's the one who came and rescued her from her being turned to stone. Oh, I didn't put that together. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I had no idea how she got that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's her husband. Yeah. Uh, okay, that makes that makes more sense then. Yeah. And she says she's going to kill Stregobor tomorrow. And Geralt says he won't stand aside. It's not a clear now why he won't stand aside yet. Uh, I, th- I think murder is still something he... Well, no, that's a good, that's a good yeah. question. I mean, these are just people killing other people. Usually he doesn't care about that. Yeah. Then, later that night, Renfri surprises Geralt by being in his bed. Mm-hmm. And she turns on the sexy. Yeah. Yep. But, of course, you know, she's waiting in his bed, but he totally knows she's there already. He uses his witcher powers because he already knows. That's right, yeah, because he's a witcher. Because he's, he's, he can't be surprised because he's so cool. Okay, <laughs> actually, though, this is interesting. So, the, do, you, do you remember how he knows that she's there? Is it the medallion? Yes, and the medallion, as he's mentioned, only responds to certain kinds of creatures. Oh. So, so the fact that it moves, I think, indicates that there's something. So there is something up with Renfrey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I buy it. So she offers him another deal, um, because he, he says he's going to side with the Alderman and defend Stregobor, and uh, he thinks it's going to be a slaughter, right? Which she's right. You know, all of her guys are going to die. It's going to be terrible. But she offers him a deal, which, is, which will be the minimal bloodshed, she says, which is use his entree to the tower to go kill Stregobor. Yeah. To which Geralt says, I don't, I'm not an assassin. I don't kill people for money. Yeah. But she says to him, that would be the lesser evil, right? So both of them have said that to him, mm-hmm. yeah, that killing the other one would be the lesser evil. And they might be right, right? Yeah. The way this turns out? Yeah. But she does give him her side of the story, and she tells him about the poison apple and how she was just being persecuted by her mother and stuff. Yep. Well, and it's so much worse than that, too. Like, she yes. had a rough time of it, a very rough time of it. Yeah, she was... The, the hunter didn't just let her go. He raped her and robbed her and left her in the woods. Uh, well, she killed him. I guess she killed him. That's what Stregobor said. It's he, unclear. He let her go, he says, after he raped and robbed her. Yeah. And so she went around selling her body to survive. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. from all the way from being a princess to being the desperate, so desperate to survive that she's living the lowest possible way. Yeah. Uh, but she took up with the, the gnomes and she became a bandit and she did what it took to survive. But, but this does not convince Geralt to kill her enemy for her. Yeah. Because he says no. I, this whole thing is so uh, video gamey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> CRPG, right? This is exactly what happens in RPGs. You talk to one person and they give you a dialogue tree go kill the other guy, and then you go talk to the other guy, and they're like, no, 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 the story's different. Go kill the other guy, and you kind of have to choose. Okay, pick a faction or whatever. It's weird to read this after these games have been, after these books have been made into several successful games that are exactly like this. Yeah. That it's, I guess it's just really good source material. Yeah. So they philosophize a little bit about evil, and Renfrey talks about how, how much she loves revenge, and, and this is the part here where she starts to seem kind of monstrous. Yes. Where she talks about how it feels so good to kill your enemies. Yeah. So maybe that. Yeah. See, this this is the thing. I I think it I think it is kind of a, a both thing, right? So these people who were born under this moon, this uh, eclipse, maybe have the capacity for evil, and then it's a choice from there whether they do that or not. I wonder. Yeah. And there then the wizard also mentioned earlier that these girls with the curse have a prophecy and I think she's doing a little prophecy here where she sort of goes she sort of zones out and says that Geralt 
you won't make a choice and because of that you're going to get the, the you won't be able to choose the lesser evil you'll get the greater evil it'll turn out bad oh. I was wondering about that if she's prophesizing or if it was that the medallion like if the, it was a medallion acting on her maybe that's it I, I was reading this as a bit of prophecy from her mm-hmm. yeah could be yeah yeah he did the wizard did mention that they had uh, clairvoyance or something yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that, and she prophesized that, she, that he will end up regretting the bloodshed yeah yeah but Garrett still says no because he's not. He doesn't kill people for money. Or he doesn't kill people for any reason. He doesn't get involved. Yeah. And then, the, then she tells him that she'll quit. Yeah, that she he agrees wins. to back off. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't don't do anything tomorrow. Just stay home. Yeah. But she stays with him. Yeah. And it was funny. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. The last thing is he asks her, "Is this cambric?" Because she talked about how when she yeah. previously had been a princess, she had cambric underwear. And she says, of course it is, damn it, and my princess are not. Like, it was just it was genuinely funny. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Like, pretty yeah. funny, yeah. I find that these these the, these stories so far have a lot of humor to them. They you know, do. Like, all of the conversations are, like, very wry. Yeah. Like, the allusions to various, like, fairy tales are, like, kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek. Like, I, I, I yeah. love it, yeah. yeah. Gerald is a good, like, straight man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next day at breakfast, uh, the alderman elucidates something that Renfrey had said about the Tridam ultimatum, which is that one of the one of her guys, the elf, had been murdering hostages to get some result from the local lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Geralt realizes that Renfrey mentioned that, that she's going to start taking hostages to murder them to get the wizard to come out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and he rushes off to try and stop this to, because this is the lesser evil. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he realizes that the, letting her do that would be the greater evil. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he goes to the market looking for a fight. Yep. And he finds a fight. <laughs> <laughs> he does, yeah. He gets to the market early before anyone else has shown up, and Renfrey's six dudes are there. Um, they, that's exactly what Renfrey said was going to happen, is Geralt was going to show up, and they've got a message for him, which is they're going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, well, it, yeah. it doesn't go that way. It well. does not go that way. Well. Like, this is, this is one of the, the first instances where I think we see Geralt really do a good job here. Yeah, and it's interesting. This is the first time he's fought, I think, that wasn't from his perspective. Right? Oh, true, yeah. We're just seeing what yeah. these guys see. Yeah. When they, they attack Geralt, like, they shoot an arrow at him, and he, he deflects it with his sword. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, wow, that's impressive. And then he kills the first one of them. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you're right. Like, mid-sentence, you know, yeah. And he just he comes at them and he doesn't move. They don't understand, and then they're they're just cut in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. He he's one step ahead of them the entire time. He's faster than they are and stronger than they are, and I guess he does this all the time. But yeah. he's not used to. He doesn't usually fight humans. You know, this this like he's he's designed for monsters, and these guys are not strong right. enough. You so know? They, they at no point do they seem to have a good idea of where he is or what he's doing. They attempt to work together against him, but it doesn't work well because he overpowers them. He like overwhelms them so much that yeah. they split up, and he just kills them all. Yep. One at a time. Yeah, so uh, that, that, that didn't go very well for them, did Not it? Not at all. I, I was liking those guys, so yeah. well, bye, <laughs> bye guys. For all, all ten pages. Yeah. Then Renfrey finally shows up. and uh, He tries to talk her down. Yeah, he does. It's not too late, but she, what she says to him is, we are what we are. Yeah. Which I take to mean that she's a monster and he's a witcher. Yeah. And this is what has to happen. And so even though she claimed she didn't know, she actually knows. Yeah, I, I think, think it was a choice. Like that, that yeah. that's my interpretation of this is that she's decided that this is what she's going to be mm-hmm. or what she's going to do. Yeah. Right, yeah. And do you think that in her mind she's choosing the lesser evil here by choosing to be a monster? Uh, you know, that's that's an interesting question, you know, like um as opposed to just like letting this person go about like Stregobor has done some horrible things, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely has. Like he's terrible. 
but her also, saying he's a monster is not not yeah right also, also compare well. the way she's living now to the way that uh, her life has gone up to this point right sure. before she became a monster killing people yeah uh, you know maybe it's better for the world that the way she is now than to have things the way they were before I mean looking at it from her perspective here's this old dude with magical powers who's taking young women and murdering and yeah dissecting them absolutely yeah and if it if she has to be being if killing that person is being a monster, then that's the right thing to do, right? Right. I think so. Yeah. It's interesting. There's a big old climatic fight between her and Renfri, but Geralt wins, sadly. Yep. Yep. Uh, and even to her last moment... She's she, trying. She's trying. She's like, she's, Geralt, hold me. And he's like, fucking no. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no way. And waits for her to die. And she did have a dagger. She was going to get him. Yeah, yeah. she's going to get him. Ah, man, yeah. This is the, see, that that's monster material right there, right? Mm-hmm. I'm loving Geralt. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, then Stregobor arrived arrives and uh he he he's excited this is really great i get to dissect her now and Geralt's like no 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 no, no. yep that Geralt is very upset at the way this all turned out because you know he kind of liked renfrey yeah. yeah as usual Geralt has a lot more compassion for the monster than he does for any of the people it's true agreed yeah and the townspeople then try to stone him because all they know is he showed up in the marketplace and killed six people seven people sorry mm-hmm. six yeah. people and monster right <laughs> The monster looked pretty human, so... It's true, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the alderman tells him, don't come back, right? Yeah. This yeah. Is, what you've done here is, is pretty horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now he is the butcher of Blaviken. Yeah. yeah. So that's how he got that nickname. Yeah. And so I think that that's exactly what Renfrey said would happen, right? He refused to choose, and yeah. he ended up with the worst possible outcome. Yep. And that, that nickname sticks with him for a long time. Yeah. It's weird to read a fantasy like this and to see... Like, fan- this genre of fantasy has lots of violence on the order of this. Mm-hmm. It's weird to see it have a consequence like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I killed a bunch of people in that town, so they hate me there now. Yeah. And I'm famous for being the guy that killed a bunch of people in that town. Yeah. That's right, yeah. The Butcher of Blaviken. That's, that's odd. I can't think of another fantasy novel that had that kind of genuine consequence for mm-hmm. this yeah. sort of uh, overt violence. Yeah. This is a this is a different kind of world, you know. Yeah, and it's interesting to compare it too because we have these stories where he's this outcast meeting with outcasts, and then he, when we go into the frame, it's a place where he's accepted and welcomed, you yeah. know, by the high priestess and also by the woman he's banging. Mm-hmm. It seems like the the thing about this this character Daryl is that like, I would say one of his defining characteristics is being misunderstood by the people around him. Uh, there are people who know him and understand him, and those people like him. You know, the people who actually understand how he works yeah. seem to really like Geralt. Yeah. But you know, the people he encounters in business, and the you know the the lay people, they they don't really they have a very different perception, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They either fear or hate him. Yeah. I, one of the things I I like most about Geralt so far is he he never lies. He just he is what he is, and he presents what he is. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. He never yeah. tries to present himself any differently. To anybody. Mm-hmm. Even if, even to his detriment sometimes, mm-hmm. as we'll see in the, uh, the next story, I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, we get a little bit more of the voice of reason. Uh, yeah. This is strictly a Geralt monologue to Iola. Because she, she doesn't talk, right? Yeah, so, that's right. I, this must be her curse, right? Like, <laughs> she must get this all the time. Just like someone just unloading on her. You're such yeah. a good listener. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has to listen to people's stories all the time. It's so true. I like, oh, think, fuck, somebody's listening to mine. It's usually Geralt. Yeah. yeah. Geralt, people, you can hear he's like, wah, 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 People wah, tell wah, him stories. Listening <laughs> teeth. Wah, 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 comes out at midnight. Yeah. People tell him stories all the time, and they're not good stories. <laughs> <laughs> they're super depressing ones. That's right, yeah. 
but he's monologuing to her a bit about faith. Uh, he's a witcher, and he was made by, by horrible experiments in Kaer Morhen. Uh, yeah. and, and not only is he a witcher, but he's like the toughest little witcher kid. And, and so he could endure even more experiments than all the other kids. Yeah. Sounds like torture, though, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I underwent the usual mutations there through the trial of grasses, which, you know, click here for more information. Yeah. And then hormones, herbs, viral infections. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's a, yeah, they, they mentioned earlier that, that a very small percentage of people survive this process to begin with, you know, yeah. so, so and, this and kills they, a lot of people. And they also don't do it anymore. Except yeah. Geralt still lives in Kaer Morhen, or he, he travels all the time, but he considers that his home. Yeah. And there's one uh, remaining witcher there, Vesemir. Vesemir, yeah. Who is, uh, who he considers his father. Not his actual father, but I guess the person who raised him. Right, yeah. yeah. But yeah, and he's he talks, the witcher. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and he talks to her about how he never gets involved in people problems, because that's what they taught him in witcher school. And he tells a little story about how he protected a 13-year-old girl from getting raped. Yep. By killing the rapist. Uh, and then everybody ran away from him, and this is why he never wants to deal with people ever again. And I thought this was a very poor example. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is yeah. a 13-year-old girl who just had probably the most traumatic experience of her life. Yeah. And she didn't react very well. Yeah, like, she threw up. I don't blame her. My guy, yeah. Yeah. Like, of course. Right? <laughs> it's like, and that's why I don't help people, because that one girl. <laughs> yeah, because she wasn't suitably grateful to him. Like, Fuck yeah. her. In, in, the, in the instant after she saw a guy, got sprayed with blood of the guy trying to rape her. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Give her, like, a little bit of, of grace here. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, we've seen in a lot of the stories why Geralt doesn't like to deal with people, you know. He thinks people suck, and a lot of these people do. Mm-hmm. But just that story was not a good example. No, yeah. no. I think it was just his, his first, the first example that he, you know, encountered or whatever, right? Yeah. So now he goes from town to town, keeping to his own personal code. It's not the Witcher code, it's just his own personal code. Uh, and he's sort of avoiding his fate, which is something that comes up. Yeah. And it has to do with Sintra. A child and in Sintra. a child, yeah. Yeah. And how he can never go back there. So I, 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 I'm trying to recall. So um, I'll talk about this just a little bit. I don't want to go too far on it. But uh, these stories are all translated directly into episodes in the TV series. Yeah. And I think this monologue, actually, if I remember correctly, is to his horse. <laughs> rather than <laughs> rather, it's, it's him talking to Roach. You know? <laughs> it's, uh, it's not exactly the same thing, but he, this story, I believe, he tells to Roach. Oh, really? That's yeah. funny. I don't yeah. remember that. So we get to the next story, which is uh, related to what happened in Sintra. A question of price. Geralt, as we meet him, is getting prettied up for a, a, a strange job. They, they gave him a bath, and they shaved him, and they put him in noble clothes. Uh, it's all pretty funny. Yeah, he's, he's like, can you tell me anything about what's going on? They're like, nope, can't tell you anything, but you are this lord. And he's like, all right, fair enough. There's free beer, though, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is a monster in the castle, apparently, but that's not what he's there for. Yeah. The, the, the Castellan is, just tells him about that, because like, he keeps asking questions. He's like, well, you like monsters, right? There's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> But that's not important. Yeah. Uh, but he is seated by the, the queen at a big fancy banquet, and there's all kinds of politics. Yeah. The, the queen has a, a daughter who's coming of age. She's 15 years old, and she wants, needs to marry her off. She wants to marry her off to this one particular guy and not to this other particular guy. And so, yeah, she wants an alliance with the, this one nation, and so needs the, the marriage. Yeah. And uh, during the introductions, there is some... Hardcore steamy flirtation happening, by the way. <laughs> that guy from Skellige, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 He seems to uh, uh, like 
Calanthe quite a bit. Yeah, he's like, yeah. that's what a beautiful queen. I've never seen a smoke show in a throne before. <laughs> but, yeah. I guess your daughter's hot too, because, you know, it's like, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> but not as hot as you are right now. Like, it's nice to look at you because I, I'll, she'll be, <laughs> what does he say? He's, something like, something like, like uh, when she's old enough to please a warrior or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, this is weird because didn't Geralt just get through telling Iola all about how he never gets involved in, in people problems? Yeah. And now well, he's like thrust right into this. He could just walk away. What well, is he doing here? I, I, I think it, I think he probably was ordered here. And for someone like Geralt, in order to keep doing his job, he probably has to like bow to some degree to the whims of royalty until they butt up against his code, you know? So that's, that's so if the queen says, come here, I have a job for you, he comes, you know? Mm-hmm. And if she says, dress up like this noble, he says, sure, why not, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not until we get to the point where it's like, this is violating my code that he stops, you know? Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I thought it's just weird that he went this far because I felt like his whole deal is wandering from town to town. Like, he just gets on his horse and rides away when it gets weird. But it's a feast. I think the author just wanted to write a fun story about oh, yeah, royalty. Also, there's a feast. Free beer, free food. Come on, you know? Yeah. I really <laughs> like, there's a bear in there who they call Kukudak. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah they, they, he's a weirdo. And like, yeah. oh, Kukudak is here. That's great. Yeah, they're like, oh, this is going to be a good time. He's, yeah, he's, that's not his real name. That's just what they call him because he makes weird sounds he, all the time. He makes weird animal sounds. Right, yeah. yeah the party didn't start until Kukudak shows up. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like hitting on the queen. She's like, you're married. And he's like, oh, well, you know, my wife... Could die of smallpox. Could die any day now. Yeah, I gotta get another one lined up. Yeah, but then the queen tells a funny story about how he caught Kukadok's wife, found him in the haystack, and she chased him for a mile with a pitchfork. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Yep. So during the feast, Geralt and the queen subtly discuss the job. Uh, Geralt insists that he doesn't kill for money, and the queen is super overbearing. She's like, well, I could have you executed for saying something like that to me. You know, I haven't told you what I want yet. But nobody says no to me, you know? Well, it, what I love about this conversation is it's all very, like, backhanded, right? Like, none of it is, like, overt, you know? Yeah. So she says something like, oh, you know, if when people say no to royalty, they often in, are in bad situations. And Carol's like, yeah, you know, I had this one experience where this king wouldn't let me go. And he really regretted that, you know? <laughs> it's, just like, it's, it's great. I really enjoy yeah. this conversation. It is cool. Yeah. It's very sarcastic. Like, Carol gets... She says, people are usually more polite to me. And he's like, yeah, you're the most beautiful queen for whom I'm not going to do this job. Yeah, <laughs> right. And he's much more subtle than that. It's, yeah. it's really cool. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's all like conversational parrying and thinly veiled threats. It's great. Right. And Geralt says, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not for sale. You can't buy me to do politics or assassination or whatever. And Queen says, it's just a question of price. Yep. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I, 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 I appreciate that there's kind of like a back and forth here. And what Geralt finally agrees to is very important, right? Like this, the wording, and he makes her repeat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like so. You're, what you're saying is the princess has to marry the right person, and there has to be an allegiance between Citra and Skellica. And he's like, I will agree to that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what the queen wants him to do, well, we'll find out. But it's to fight somebody. Yeah. Do, do you find the see the fun reference to Cinderella as well? No, which one? Uh, I'm sorry, let me find it real quick. The Witcher talks about uh, how a prince tried to hire me to find a beauty who, sick of his vulgar advances, had fled the ball, losing a, si- a slipper. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That's that is fun. Uh, the, but they... I found Geralt to be actually quite good at politics here, right? Yeah, yeah. he does good. He's not... He's, he's not, not like impressed. A, yeah, yeah, he's not impressed. He also... He can speak the language, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he knows what... He knows... He can read the currents. Yeah, he's, 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 he's an intelligent person, and he's been around for a very long time. Yeah. 
And then also the Geralt kind of makes a connection with the uh, Skellige druid, Mouse Sack. <laughs> yeah, that's Which, right. That has got to be a name that reads better in Polish, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I think it's Mosak like or Mosak. Carrie, Carrie Pebble earlier. Carrie Pebble. I kind of like that name. Like, yeah. As a name for like a, a, a grunt, like a muscle. Yeah, like, I don't know. He carries shit. Yeah, right? Carrie Pebble. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That Mouse Sack, I guess, is a fine name for a druid, but all the other people from Skellige are all like, you know, Bron Mac Coral or something like that. And Cr- he crap and crate. Yeah. But he communicates with Joe by dropping like crumbs on the floor and having them go into a room. That's a question that yeah. he asks. It's He's real weird. Druid powers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then the princess finally arrives. With the princess there, the girl kind of agrees to help out. She also has gray hair, which I thought was interesting for a 15-year-old. Yeah. They, they, she and the queen both have ash gray hair. The queen's not that old, even. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, Geralt makes an interesting comment about witchers and destiny. So I think that he has a destiny, or do you think it means his destiny to be a witcher? Like he can't be anything else. Yeah, so, so destiny is, is something that they've kind of alluded to uh, in the previous conversations. This, this idea of like a natural force... I think that you know he calls it force or destiny. It's just like this idea that there's some, some. This is what he, Geralt believes other people call gods and goddesses. Is like this this force that drives mm-hmm. events, mm-hmm. and for him that's destiny. I think. I see. And Capital then, D destiny. Yeah, with the princess there, the, all the politics are kind of swirling around. All these various suitors want the princess's hand. The queen wants to go to a certain person, but then as midnight approaches, a mysterious knight appears at the banquet. Uh, he won't remove his strange helmet and his strange armor. It's like, yeah, the way they describe it, it's like, it's like uh, spiky and plated together and plastered together. It's it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says that he saved the king's life 15 years ago and was promised uh, in a roundabout way the the princess. Right. He was promised the first surprising visitor or the surprising thing that the king found, which mm-hmm. the king got back. He was surprised that his wife was pregnant, or had a baby, and so the knight is owed the girl. Yeah, this is this is something they call the law of surprise, and it's it's a theme that comes up periodically in these stories. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's like an ancient magic, essentially. This idea that you know, in, in place of some other reward, you could ask for the law of surprise, and yeah. it could be it could be anything. It could be like. You know, he he lists some examples, and not yeah. all of them are good. So he'd, be, he'd be like the person's mother-in-law, <laughs> yeah. visiting, surprisingly. Yeah, it could be like a wild swing. So yeah, mm-hmm. I wish for the thing that you didn't know you had, essentially. Yeah. So this this whole scenario is very Green Knight, right? Yeah. Like the, the Green Knight shows up at the banquet and, and makes a mysterious vow or an oath. Uh, the Queen tries to threaten the knight. Uh, it does not go down. Yeah, she's she's trying like any way she can get out of this. You know, she's yeah. she tries threatening him. She tries like appealing to the other other people there she tries kind of like casting dispersions upon his like motivation and yeah all that, you know yeah all this stuff she's she's kind of wheedling and she's got Geralt there for exactly this reason yeah mm-hmm. the other suitors want to fight the guy but the, that one wacky guy Kukudak yeah. uh, makes the the point that the law of surprise is really powerful and important and also the word of the king is really powerful and important if you're one of the nobles right yeah that was nobody, a valid point, right? Nobody denies that the king actually made the promise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the queen also, like, she tries to she tries to say that the knight extracted the promise before he saved the king, but that's not true. That's just a lie. Yep. There, and there's a, a much uproar among about what to do among the gathered nobles. Uh, there's some that uh, agree with Kukudak that uh, the knight's vow or oath must be fulfilled, and some that just want to kill the guy. And uh, Geralt, by the way, he has a sword. The queen snuck him his sword. Right. 
and Geralt actually speaks up here because he yeah. is himself a child of surprise, apparently. Yeah, which I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's, so uh, that, that's how he became a Witcher. Exactly. Yeah, um, and and he addresses uh, Urshion, the the green the knight, and outs himself as a Witcher, right? Which you know, kind of is sort of a threat in and of itself, right? Mm-hmm. But Geralt also mentioned that the law of surprise requires the princess to consent, which I would say is the first time anybody has mentioned consent in any of these stories. Yep. Yeah, involved a lot of like sex and violence. Mm-hmm. That is true. But the law of surprise specifically required it, yeah. the bond isn't made until the person agrees. Right, but that so that would be. But how could that be for Geralt, right? If he was a, a child of surprise. Uh, I think I think he was young, but not that young when he when he went. It was you know so he he agreed to go. Did he agree? I think so. Yeah. Mm, okay. And Geralt also senses that the as all this is going down, the force is gathering. Yeah. The force of destiny. Yeah, the, the air is heavy with. Yeah, it. the magic and stuff, and then the midnight bell tolls. And uh, the knight finally reveals his his head. He takes off his helmet, and he's got a, a nightmarish pig head. Yeah, with with spines. Yeah, with mm. bristles and spines, and and it's really creepy looking. Uh, and so then they all turn and ask the princess, "Does she consent?" And she says yes. <laughs> and this is the first time she opens her eyes uh, or shows her eyes and looks around, and there are these green eyes. A lot of green knight stuff going on here. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then things just... And, then, and the queen's like, okay, never mind. And she calls the guards. Yeah, they pop off, you know? Yeah. And guards come in. There's, like, nobles, like, jumping over tables with knives. Like a general brawl. Like, nobles fighting each other. They're fighting the, the knight. Uh, the guards, like, uh, the guards are fighting the knight. Geralt is fighting some of the nobles. Geralt, Geralt and Kukulak are on the side of the knight. And so is, uh, uh, what's his name? The, the, the one Skellige The Skellige warrior, yeah. Yeah, the one with a special connection with the queen. Yeah. Uh, Urgeon is almost killed, the knight. Uh, and the princess goes wild and goes like Super Saiyan and uses her magic powers to smash the whole place up even more. Yeah, like this is like exorcist shit, like tables flying against the walls, yeah. people, you know. She like, hurls her mom across the room in the throne and smashes her against the wall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it is nuts. Like this is not what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> no, it's like lightning shooting out of her eyes. Like the, 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 the castle is starting to crack, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Geralt and Mouse Sack work together to kind of bring her down, like knock her out. Basically. Well, they, they hit her with some magic, and it doesn't really, it's not working. She has like a shield of some sort. And then Kukadak starts making noises, and she's like, yeah. she's like so off put by that. She's like, <laughs> she stops <laughs> blowing up for a second. She's like, what is going on there? Yeah, I, that, I guess that guy's a really great dude to have at a party, right? Uh, he, he's my, like, uh, I he, loved him. He, he, might, he might be my favorite noble guest. Yeah, you know? Party MVP, actually, right? Every, right. Everything that happened, he was really good to have. You notice, like, you know, he showed up for the party, like, claiming to be a suitor, and the queen was like, you're not a suitor. And he's like, can I come anyway? She's like, yeah, you can come anyway. <laughs> this is why Kukadak is great. <laughs> yeah. And it, I thought it was really fun to see the, the asshole nobles getting smashed around. Oh, like, yeah. I thought that was a pretty cool build up to that. But then, uh, then finally, it's all over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when midnight finally actually comes, because I guess the, the midnight bells were just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Urchion, the knight, transforms to a, a normal-looking guy named Dooney, uh, who the princess knows very well. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, uh, yeah, like intimately. Yeah. yeah. So yep. this is, uh, I, I think that explains who the monster in the castle was, right? Dooney kind of yeah. wandering around. I think mm-hmm. so, yeah. Uh, but uh, Calanthe gives her blessing to the young couple. Yeah, the queen sees everybody in her chambers after this. Yeah. And she's kind of like, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't blow up my castle, okay? Right. 
They've been, Dunian and uh, the princess have been seeing each other for a year, uh, so she was 14. Cool. You know... And he has got to be like 30, right? You think? Oh, yeah. Because he he took the oath from the king 15 Uh, years ago. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. He couldn't wait the 15 years. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. You know, this is like royal times and stuff, but yeah. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. But the queen, yeah, decides like, okay, so they're they're together, right? They're in love. Fine, we can do it. She's gonna make the alliance with Skellige herself by by getting with that cool ambassador guy. Yeah, yeah, the Skellige warrior who's like all into her. She's like, yeah, yeah so let's, uh, let's do this thing. This is actually kind of a happy ending. I was right? like, this is an unusually happy outcome here, right? Yeah, right. This it's, usually it's a real downer where Geralt learns a lesson about <laughs> about the, the, how nasty life is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. And then at the end of it, he's he's like, "Oh, I'm going to request payment via the law of surprise." And then Pavette is pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bum bum bum. So this is the child he was talking about, probably yeah. the child of Sintra. Mm-hmm. But the but the curse is lifted on Dooney. So Geralt opted into this though. That's my reading, right? It wasn't like he he went with the law of surprise because he couldn't think of anything better. He, like, knew this was going to happen, right? Oh, did he? I guess. I, I wasn't clear to me. That was my read. Is it was like, like they, they knew that, that she was, you know, pregnant. How do you think he knew? Because I think that happened after... I'm going to check. But see, what he says is, that's why there's so few of us. We're growing old, dying, without anybody to pass our knowledge or gifts onto. We lack successors. And this world is full of evil, which waits for the day when none of us are left. And then the, the queen says, Geralt... And then uh, he says, now you're not wrong. I want that which you have, but you do not know. And I'll return in six years to see what the kid is like, basically. Oh, okay. So he does know the kid. He already knew. Interesting. Mm. What he seems to be saying is he wants the kid to make another witcher. Uh, yeah. Which, so I feel like this, this was a pretty interesting story, right? It was sure. a little hard to follow because a lot of stuff happened, right? Yeah. And there wasn't like... The characters sort of got introduced really quickly, and there wasn't like a strong action through line. And it didn't seem to uh, align with any fairy tale I'm familiar with. Right. Yeah. There's no. Well, there's, the, the, green, there's the Green Knight stuff. Okay. But but other, but only tangentially, less less closely than the other stories. Yeah. And I also thought this story was very tonally different mm-hmm. than the other three stories we've read I would so agree. far. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Especially the ending, where right, where just everybody gets married and they're happy. Yeah. And then Geralt says, "I want the baby because I want to make another Witcher," which mm-hmm. is, which is weird because that's not something he's expressed an interest in at all. And he's talking mm-hmm. about how he talked earlier about how he can never go back to Sintra. Yeah. But, but I, the last thing he says here is, "I'll be back in six months or it, six years." Yeah, I wonder. It it it, uh, it makes me think that there's another piece to this somehow. You know, like maybe we're going to learn more. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's kind of different in tone, you know? Yeah, I, I do wonder if these s- stories were written separately and then compiled into this book, you know? So Yeah, they must have been, right? You yeah. know, rough drafts, you developing the character. But uh, but I liked it. I like I like both of these stories actually quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked the first one a lot. I thought the second one was not that great. I like the dialogue. I like their the way that he he uh, he and the queen interacted. You know. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that, that was good stuff. Yeah. What'd you think, Alice? Oh, I lo- I mean, I enjoyed both the stories, but especially the second one. I liked it. Mm. Him sitting around talking to the queen. It was different mm. per- kind of person he was talking to than you know before. And I liked the queen, and I really liked the weirdo dude, Cockadoo, Cuckoo, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> he was making different animal noises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
There's one point where he's making a chicken sound and like the, the servants are looking around like, for an actual oh, shit, chicken. A chicken got in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's it for this episode. Next time we're going to talk about the next story, which is The Edge of the World. I am Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Micah Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share us with anybody you think might like us. Please give us good reviews of whatever service you got this from, especially iTunes. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time, that's, that's the, the witch <laughs> <laughs>